The spirit of performance is what defines Acura. And now, it's electric. Introducing the ZDX, Acura's most powerful SUV yet. Crafted using the same formula that brought them electrified supercars and multiple IMSA championships, the ZDX has track-tested performance that packs an energy all its own. Unlock the energy and order yours at Acura.com. Hey, y'all. It's Walt Harris here on the Panther Rants podcast. We got um, Syracuse come up on Saturday. And uh, going back to some little fact-checking. Obviously, Pitt did, Pitt did um, score 76 points last year. But they didn't win by 7. They won by 13, which means I really screwed that one up. So, then again, fact-checking is really not my strong suit. Well, it's probably good I don't get paid to do this and you guys don't pay for it. I appreciate you listening, though. But, you know, I was on my high horse about the whole thing, 76 points to win a game. Really, I mean, actually, I mean, they did. They still need 76 points to win. But it still doesn't take away from the fact that I've screwed that one up. So, yeah, I jacked that up. No excuse on my end. But um, the game itself. You can say Syracuse is pretty much from watching them. They're kind of a broke, a really a low-budget version. Not so much a low-budget, more like a dollar store version of uh, Oklahoma State. Uh, basically, Dino Babers, who once coached the Pitt, he was a running backs coach back in the Walt Harris era. They do a high-tempo offense, lots of throwing, because last game they threw a lot against NC State to a fact to a, to a point that one of the receivers caught 17 passes for 180 yards. So naturally Pitt's um Pitt's secondary is gonna be tested as always. But there's other few there's other, there's some more few blurbs to think about. Well one Syracuse run off run run offense isn't good at all. They can't run the ball either. And secondly, their offensive line is, is isn't all that great either. So this cut this may work out for Pitt, to be honest with you. Because if Pitt can get pressure on the on the Syracuse quarterback, whoever he is, I don't care. I don't I, I didn't look that one up. Again, lack of research. Well, I mean, it doesn't. I mean, it doesn't really matter anyway. I mean, I mean, obviously, like the last quarterback, he you know may end up having a huge game against Pitt. But if Pitt's defensive line can get pressure on him, then it's not so bad. And that's the thing. Pitt has to get pressure. They have to send the blitzes like they did against Rice. You know, they're going to have to disrupt the tempo of that offense. Because once, into, you know, like like Oklahoma State did, once they got in tempo, that was it for us. They have to disrupt Syracuse this time. I'm sure, uh, you know, I feel good they will do that. 
you know, secondary eventually is going to, is, is, you know, it's going to take hold, it looks like. It's getting there. Guys are getting healthy. Paris Ford's going to be in uniform. So, Taron Coleman's going to be there as well. So, a lot to look forward to. So, Syracuse offense, well, yeah, it's very, you know, obviously Dollar Tree version of Oklahoma State. But Pitt's, Pitt's defense, there's no there's no reason that Pitt's defense can't handle them. Army, Army should be able to handle them. I'm sorry. You know, other uh, glaring things to look at. You know, I, I watched some of the highlights from the, some of the Syracuse games. NC State uh, ran similar plays that we ran against um, Syracuse last year. A lot of jet. They did a lot of jet sweeps. So they scored some jet sweeps. So it tells you that the, the Syracuse defense still got issues there in terms of speed. Because NC State was running jet sweeps and the same thing was happening. They were getting their bet. They were getting run over. I mean, Syracuse lost the game by eight, by eight points, but NC State pretty much had that game in the, all wrapped up long before then. Anything else was just a sympathy fuck at that point. Excuse my language. So things look out for for you know, the pit offense. Syracuse's um, defensive line's been having issues getting pressure on the quarterback. So this may fare well for whoever's at quarterback for Pitt. Obviously, it's going to be Max Brown. This obviously is going to fare well for him because he may have time to throw the football. And if he can do that, get on the same page with with his receivers. And the staff obviously hopefully found some things that works for this offense. Then we should be all right. But uh, one thing that's of, that's of concern is the, uh, the pit running game, which we have not been able to uh, do a whole lot of running this year, unless you count shell passes as runs, which you, can, you know, which you can't, or just technically throws. So you have, you know, we have that. So, you know, I look for a pretty, I look, I look for a pit victory. This, you know, people are saying that Syracuse may possibly beat us, but Syracuse isn't good. You know, they haven't been good for a while. And obviously they're not going to be good this year either. So, Pitt obviously needs this win to get the three and three on the year. Because you know, there's no way in hell we're gonna win the coastal, or let alone contend for it. But we gotta get to a bowl game. So we may just sneak up on some people. Also, um, going around the ACC as we move on from Pitt Syracuse, some games of uh, interest. Obviously, there's Louisville and NC State this week. NC State's 24th in the nation now, which I find odd. I mean, four and one. I mean, sure, 
kind of think it's like fool's gold at this point. But Poster seem to love him for some reason. So they're playing Louisville. Louisville's 17th ranked. You know, they, um, Louisville, you know, hard to say if, you know, how, you know, how that's going to fare. I think Louisville probably wins that one. You know, I know that Louisville got beat up by Clemson, but still, they're still a decent football team. Uh, Miami, Florida, you know, Miami and Florida State. Florida State hasn't been the same since the Bama game, and of course, it's looking really bad for them. And Miami should probably win that one as well. You know, that game obviously is a no-brainer. Then you got uh, Clemson and um, Wake Forest. Wake, you know, um, is making some progress as a team, as a program. They've cut, you know, they went to a BCS bowl game, you know, years and years ago. And after that, their coach went away from the formula that made Wake successful at that time and was going after more you know highly revered recruits and it just didn't work out for him and um you know a lot of times it's better just to stick to your system of what you like to do and yeah that didn't work out for him so but Wake is still steadily coming up then there's uh, Notre Dame in North Carolina and Carolina is just you know they're having a really down year this year so that ain't going to work out for them as well. Then you got the, you know, Tech and Virginia Tech and Boston College and Tech should win that one easily. I don't know what, what, what you can do to fix BC. I mean, they, uh, I'm not sure what you can even do with them at this point. You know, they, um, one thing they really benefited from was, um, well, was the Big East. I mean, they uh, built up a decent team, you know, during that time when they when they, when they um, transitioned to the ACC. They, they played in some title games with you under Matt Ryan when Matt Ryan was there. But after that, they just went on a steady decline, and that was that. But other notable games, you got Penn State, Northwestern. The Penn State should win that one easily. Penn State is good until they had that little stretch with Michigan State, Michigan, and Ohio State. I know they go; they're at Columbus, and then they go; then they're at home against Michigan, which is good for them. If Penn State gets through that stretch, then they're pretty much home free. To, you know, they're, they're going to face whoever for the championship game in the Big Ten. And then you got Michigan, Michigan State this week, and Michigan should handle that team. Should handle you know State. I think um, that period of dominance that Michigan State had over Michigan is long. You know, under D'Antonio is probably long gone now. 
you know, the fun was pretty much over when uh, Harbaugh was hired. Now that Harbaugh's got the recruiting and everything up to par, you know, that's pretty much that. And, um, well, last but certainly not least, today, breaking news, Tyler, Tyler Boyd got himself into some trouble. You know, but he was back in Pittsburgh. Clarin, I should, I should say. You know, for, you know, basically drug paraphernalia. Now, so far reading this, he, um, was driving drunk. He wrecked his Mercedes and then left it there with all the stuff in it. You know, his, um, he left a bottle of cognac, his cannabis oil, wherever it was, his vape, all of his vape stuff he left, even the cannabis oil. Why are you still doing that at this age? Here's the thing. If I lost my spot on the depth chart and somebody else is playing ahead of me the last thing I really want to do is do that get myself into some mess because right now the way things are going when this season's over he'll be on the, he'll be somewhere unemployed with Devin Street and Tom Savage and they'll be they'll be at a diner just talking about how their powder playing careers went Devin's going to say, well, you know, I kept dropping passes and got caught by a bunch of teams. Tyler, I had that one, I had a decent rookie year and it just was downhill from there. Tom Savage, Bill O'Brien invested three years in me and I still couldn't do anything. It probably does think that Tom Savage will be done at the end of the, end of the end of season. I have a hard time, the way things are going, I have a hard time thinking he's going to continue on with his playing career. I mean, even before the NFL draft, he was, I mean, I read an article, he was caught playing, you know, not playing anymore if he didn't get drafted. He was going to do construction, I believe. And plus, you know, he's heavily into... If you follow him on Twitter, he's heavily into um, woodworking. He builds a lot of stuff. You know, it's a hobby of his. He, you know, he may he may do that. I just can't see him holding a clipboard for another team unless he re-ups the Texans as a backup. And you know what? You might as well re-up and uh, pay to hold the clipboard. I mean, you're not obviously going to get some starting reps, but you get to be prepared when your name is called and get to make some money with it. But I do feel bad for him. I mean, well, not really. 
I mean, it's sad that he, you know, hit, you know, his first start, start as an NFL, you know, first ever NFL start, you know, being named the starting quarterback. He, um, you know, has his wife and his newborn in the stands, right? You know, it's a whole beautiful thing. And then by halftime, he's yanked for the second string. And then he loses his job entirely. So, I'm sure that was probably hard on his wife to watch. Trying to go to the games, too. Because now she has to sit there. If she's even at the games and watch them play and realizing he's not even in the in the game he's just on the sideline now but I don't have much you know he's been in the system three years with Bill O'Brien and you know he was at the point of his career now where he had to show something or not and he really didn't show anything preseason statistically he did well but if you watched him in those games, it wasn't all that great. He wasn't really all that, you know, he didn't set the world on fire. And to me, that was the biggest concern. I can care less if he, um, how good his quarterback rating was. He really didn't do, you know, he really didn't set the world on fire. And ultimately, that's what, you know, and then he held the ball too long against Jacksonville. And ultimately, that's, you know, he was still doing all that. That's also what cost him his job. But back to Tyler Boyd. Right now, he's claiming that he did not drive that car; his buddy did. So he's, you know, he's got a fall guy in place, I guess, which is good. But if you wreck a car, and well, and if you leave it there, you may want to just take all that stuff out of it first. I mean, that's just how I feel. Last thing I do is leave stuff in the car. I mean, I know I know that road 837. I mean, I'm sure you can throw some of that stuff in the woods or whatever. But, I mean, it's sad. I mean, his career now is at a crossroads right now because... He got into one little incident pit, which was, I think, he where he got pulled over. And I think he only had one drink. But, of course, with the way the blood, the blood, you know, the alcohol tests are, even just a little bit can fail you, it can fail your, uh, you know, drink, you know, alcohol test. You can still fail a breathalyzer at that point. Because the blood alcohol, you know, the legal limit is not is not much. I think maybe it's now maybe a half a bottle of beer probably. So if he didn't drop the car, I mean, hey, I'll, I'll hand him this. He had a fall guy, but the rest of the shit that was in that car, he's got he's got explain to do. So, but yeah. You know, I like the I like Pitt Tyler Boyd. Bang with Tyler Boyd, not so much right now. 
I just hope he works that out because you know he had a decent year last year. I mean he's I mean he's gonna have a he, you know and at the time I thought he was gonna have a career pit not a pit in the NFL. I just didn't think he was gonna have a Larry Fitzgerald type of career. I mean I, I mean he would catch some passes, but I don't think he was gonna set the world on fire like Fitzgerald did. I just don't think he is a go-to in the NFL. He's not, in the college. He was a go-to receiver. NFL, not so much. He's more of a slot, slot guy, slaughter possession guy, pretty much. But still, he can still catch his share of passes and score some touchdowns and get paid all at the same time. But right now, he's at the you know he's been passed up on the depth chart, and now he's in danger of losing his job, which really sucks because NFL, I mean, they're not going to put up with this stuff. They find out that you're, you know, vaping. I mean, I'm cannabis, cannabis oil. I'm not sure if that stuff's even traceable when you take piss, when you take piss tests. I don't have the information in front of me. Go figure. But still, when, they, when, they, when you're in the headlines for this, first thing they're, they're probably going to do is piss test you. So, I hope it works out. For, as far as score of the pit game, I'm going to go with pit. Hmm. Don't get a gray a little bit. I'm going to say pit hmm, 24, Syracuse 17. So, enjoy the game, folks. Hell in a pit. Bye. Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall credit card bill.